Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of the I Respite podcast. I'm Liam Spellman. And I'm Max Adams. Hey, we got it again. Yes, sir. Uh, we got a lot, lot to get into this week. Uh, as usual, like we love talking sports with you guys. Um, for starters, recently the uh, NBA has figured out when they're going to play basketball next year. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty big news right there. Yeah, we've been we've been waiting on that one ever since the season really ended. Right, honestly, yeah. it was always up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get a little bit into the the lack of moves at the NFL trade deadline happened. That, that seems like it's a common theme. Yeah, I, it's so unfortunate. Yep, and a little more of the, the Thursday night football game with the 49ers Packers and our two-minute drill that we always like. Yep, two-minute drill, and then we got the MLB season as it comes to a close. You saw us do NFL trade deadline moves that we want to see, NBA trade deadline moves, or NBA offseason off moves that we want to see, and now we're going to get into the MLB a little bit, but not as complete because the MLB offseason has been like the NFL trade deadline yep. in a way. Yeah. And yeah, just got a lot of other fun segments that you guys love at home. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, the uh, the first part of our show, the NBA restart or NBA uh, upcoming season. So December 22nd is, is when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's too early. What, what are your thoughts? See, there's kind of two sides of it. And I've I've been listening to like Brian Windhorst and like, oh, yeah. some of those other guys that kind of are fixtures in the NBA circuit. Yep. Um, so I guess the they have TV deals where TNT gets opening night and then ESPN gets Christmas. But ESPN was going to be out of out of the contract or out of like a deal there, out of money, if they didn't go towards um, if they didn't trend towards that direction okay. and, and start before Christmas. So it looks like we're going to have Christmas basketball. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think that's that was the driving force too. Yeah, because that's one of the best. Like you just watch, you have spend time with your family and you watch basketball. Yeah, football has Thanksgiving. Yep. Christmas has NBA. Yep. But yeah, I guess a lot of it had to do with more of the financial terms than like 100%. the player, the uh, the player agreement. I guess because mm-hmm. there was a group of star players, which I assume were made up of Kyrie and or Chris Paul. Yeah, and, I would assume Chris Paul. He's usually always in those player yeah, decisions. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he would be kind of leading the charge as as far as uh, like an alternate starting point. Yeah, like the one to disagree with it. Mm-hmm. I think because uh, Kyrie's the president of. No, I think Chris Paul's the president. Chris of, Paul of the player, they the have, players' association. Yeah, there's so many. Kyrie just got a role this year that was that had something to do with players' association. Okay, yeah, but. If anybody's going to disagree with a uh, starting time that everybody else agrees on, it's going to be led by Kyrie and like a bunch of other different like randoms. Yeah. But um, yeah, a lot of it uh, was financial and uh, a lot of it too was um, not even the TV contracts. It was how much money that the players were going to lose out on mm. due to the shortened season. Right. Because usually it starts in October, like late October. Um, but I mean, it's, it's yeah. only like a two month layoff for the players. Yeah. You might not see LeBron for the first month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's what they're worried about because they're going to have to load manage and yeah. then they're going to lose game checks because they're not playing. I know. You thought load management was like bad like previously. It's going to – like Kawhi might play – 70, 72 game season, Kawhi might play 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some some very small portion. Yeah. No way he'll play back-to-back game. Sure. Yeah. I just – I it's it's sketchy, but I like it because Christmas basketball and like that's that was what I was talking about when yeah. we first talked about mm-hmm. this sort of topic. I think it was like, what, like two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, I was talking about how I was going to miss Christmas basketball, but I understand. Yeah. Where they're coming from, but th- this kind of gives us the best of both worlds, I guess. I would say as a, in the middle. as a fan, I'm I'm so excited. We yeah. literally have we're gonna have NBA basketball next like in a month in a couple weeks. 
and then we're gonna have. But if I'm a player, oh, I'm like, come on. Yeah. If I'm the Warriors, because they're all healthy, or that maybe the or the Nets, yeah. they're all like the healthy teams. I'm like, let's yeah. go. But if I'm if I'm a guy that made or a team that made a deep run in the playoffs, like yeah. the Lakers, news. the Nuggets, the Heat, yep. the Celtics, all are gonna load yeah. manage the hell out of their yeah. their stars. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. But I, I like the idea of a 72 game season. That's like because back to play, close to normal. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't hate that at all. Um. Yeah, because it, it kind of gives us the same, same timeline, and we're just kind of missing October through November, right. which is kind of this irrelevant is, anyways yeah. because nobody is, like, really paying attention to those games unless exactly. it's, like, opening night. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, opening, yeah, opening night until, like, late November. Like, like the – or no, late uh, – or early December, I should say. Mm. Like, the whole month of November is like, oh. Yeah, like, November is kind of like – we're still we're still in football mode. Yeah, where, yeah we're – December is kind of when it starts to get more of a toss-up. Obviously, football is more favored than that, than yeah. that, right? But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be definitely something to watch. And then you got to see what they do with the fans, what uh-huh. they do with um, like if they resort to a bubble again yeah. at some point. Still a lot of questions to answer. Yeah, a lot of question marks definitely. up in the air. Um, and then going to the to NFL, segue to the NFL. I I don't know what it is, but there's literally like one or two moves per year in that deadline. And there were so many, there were so many moves that were like talked about. Yeah, that they were circulating through the media that seemed like they were more likely than not going to get mm-hmm. made. Yeah, John Ross didn't get moved. Uh, Will Fuller didn't get moved. There was no QBs dealt yeah. to teams that need QBs. Yeah, but, and I think bo- both of us thought maybe at least at least one quarterback was going to make a change. Yeah, I thought at the very least it was going to be Dwayne Haskins yeah. because they they seemed to like be on the way out with right. him. Obviously, Fitz, you want there just in case two implodes. Yeah. I think the um, Cowboys they they're gonna they might start like a fifth string quarterback this year. Yeah, uh, who are the who are the two this week? Cooper Rush and yep. Garrett Gilbert. Sounds about right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I remember Cooper Rush from the the Oklahoma State uh, the Ooh. the lateral game that they won okay. at the buzzer. That he was the quarterback on that team. He had two kind of like miracle plays that he was that he started, okay. and that's all I remember from him. And then Garrett Gilbert was a Texas product. He was the one that came in after Colt McCoy. Oh, wow. way, back, way back then. Yeah. So he's been around for a while, but they're okay. both awful with NFL. Yeah. Literally the fourth and fifth short quarterbacks. Awful. They, they've done cool things to end college. And yeah. That's nothing mm-hmm. in that. I would have liked to see Fitzpatrick go to the Cowboys. Fitzpatrick going to the Cowboys would make them a like a playoff contender. Yeah. Not like they're not going to they win have, in the playoffs, but yeah. they, they're – They would have won – And they probably – yeah, they would have won the division. Yes. Outside. But yeah, they're not winning anything with with either Danucci, your boy, Gucci Danucci, or her, or fourth or fifth string quarterback. It's yeah. not happening. Garbage. Uh, and then sticking with the NFL, still the Thursday night game. Packers are both our teams. Packers 49ers. Meanwhile, that wasn't really your team because no one was even playing last night for the 49ers. Yeah, we had a Kevin White sighting, which was unreal. By the way. I didn't know when we made that move. I didn't yeah. know that he was still a person. They found out a lot of things. That guy Rick Corcroft, Cor- yeah, horrible. What's Get out the, of the league. Yeah, he couldn't catch a ball. Awful. For anything. Horrible. What's the name? Uh, Richie James. Richie James. Yeah, nice our, game. Our return specialist. Yeah, nice had, game. He dropped like two passes in yeah. the numbers, but he had a lot of yards. He yeah. was decent. I mean, I mean, that's all we can hope for. Yeah. Nick Mullins looked like the most incapable quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah. That that one interception. And he just um, threw because uh, Preston Smith is coming out, and he just threw it yeah. up. And yeah. How about the Green Bay defense not being soft this week, huh? Yeah, thank God. Because if they if they let Nick Mullins and that offense 
score more than 20 points. I don't think I can be a fan anymore. <laughs> there was there were some people that actually took the Niners in this game just based off Kyle Shanahan, and I was yeah. like, there was only so much he can do yeah. when you're getting your whole yeah. practice squad as you're starting offense. Plus, plus the, the Packers are going to score too. Like they might not stop anyone, but they're still going to score. Yeah, I at the very least, I wish that Trent Williams was there because that would have lessened the blow a little bit yeah. because that whole left side of the defense was just <laughs> bullying whoever we had yeah. in. He was horrible. Oh, that was. That it was, was it was a rough outing for the 49ers, but but you expected that. Yeah, we we all knew that this game was going to be more but, leaning towards the Packers, as, especially once we got to like Tuesday yeah. when the the COVID breakouts. Exactly. Um, we got the we definitely got the worst end of that because oh, you guys yeah. you guys lost Jamal Williams, uh, AJ He's Dillon, gone. but they aren't starters. We lost right. our entire starting receiving core and um and Trent Williams. Andrew Williams yeah. yeah. So it was just unfortunate. On top of the injuries that we just suffered, so yeah, yeah. it was. It was a, a CFL team out there. Yeah. It was it was bad. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm over it. I'm I don't over it. I don't blame it. I made my peace with it. Yeah. Good. All right. All right. Let's uh so let's made your peace, but let's do our one of our favorite segments now, our, our two minute drill. Yeah. NFL two minute drill. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. Yeah. <laughs> Week I'll turn that up. Eight. Let's go. We start in Carolina, where oh, technical difficulties. All right, let's ready break. There we go. We start in Carolina, where we saw more twists than an M Night Shyamalan movie. An XFL player being used, a safety taking a design handoff, a Matty Ice rushing touchdown, and most unexpected of unexpected of all, the Falcons kept the lead. <laughs> Atlanta twenty-five, Carolina seventeen. In Detroit, it was the battle of Taylor and Swift. But both Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift were a blank space in this game. Instead, Philip Rivers had a great game, and he told actually his nine kids after the game that to expect more brothers and sisters, because I'm feeling 22. Indy 41, Detroit 21. In Cleveland, where the winter breeze turned into San Andreas and the blink of an eye, and then there was a football game, apparently. Hunter Renfro did something besides do your taxes as he scored the game's only touchdown, while the Browns' offense posted less points than members in Baker Mayfield's book club. In other words, the Browns got flushed. Cleveland 6, yeah, Raiders 16. <laughs> in Green Bay, the Packers got cooked by Dalvin Cook, who looked simply unstoppable Sunday. He was running through the Packers' D like Miley Cyrus was in a music video, Wrecking Ball. However, Aaron Rodgers had a little magic at the end, but it wasn't enough. Minnesota 28, Green Bay 22. In Beemore, where apparently Hollywood Brown wants John Harbaugh to use his soldiers because they won't turn his swag on, as Big Ben's funny bone proof it is nothing to laugh at. The Steelers remain the last unbeaten team. Baltimore 24, Steelers 28. In Miami, Andrew Van Ginkle showed the NFL that he might have the best name on his 78-yard fumble return that he took to the house. While Jared Goff must have been eating some apple turnovers now before because he couldn't hold off to the ball for anything. Miami 28, LA 17. In Seattle, where we saw the 49ers go down as often as Jamal Murray's girlfriend, as DJ Khaled Dallas saw the field and the end zone for the first time this season, as him and the Seahawks were just suffering from its success. Seattle 37, San Francisco 27. <laughs> in Cincinnati, the Titans needed a little Herman Boone motivation in order to win this game. Meanwhile, the Bengals looked to have found their diamond in the rough with Joe Tiger King Burrow, who looks to have the making of a franchise quarterback. Cincinnati 31, Tennessee 20. 
in Chi-Town where Javon Williams went ludicrous. He came, he saw, he hit C.J. Gardner-Johnson right dead in the jaw. But the Saints march into overtime as Will I Am was called game. Chicago 23, who that nation 26. In Kansas City, we saw an assault given to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Mahomes literally carried Tyreek Hill and the rest of the Chiefs offense to victory. The Jets didn't stand a chance. In fact, they looked so bad that I'm taking Warford High School football team over in a better game for them. Kansas City 35, the 0-8 Jets 9. In Philly, where Ben DiNucci was not even remotely Gucci in typical NFC East fashion, as Carson Wentz continues to be just good enough, much, much to the expense of Max Kellerman. Philly, 23, Dallas, 9. In Buffalo, it seemed like Cam Newton was thrown to high school JV football players like Jacoby Myers and Isaiah Suber. No disrespect, though. Like, you feel bad for them, but you can't be thrown, winning games with those guys as your receivers. The Patriots almost pulled it off though at the end with a late, but a late Cam Newton football bumble put that hopes to bed. Buffalo 24, New England 21. It met life where the G-men looked to be on track to pull off one of the biggest underdog wins since average Joe's gym. But surprise, surprise, Tom Brady gets bailed out again by the Foot Locker employees posing as officials. You heard me, Foot Locker employees. There's no real reason that official would have picked up that flag. The G-men 23, Tampa Bay 25. In Denver, the Chargers channeled their inner Atlanta Falcons and blew yet another lead. You would think a 24-3 lead is good enough, right? No, not when you have Drew Locke in his A-plus wrapping game behind center as he connected with K.J. Helmer for the game winner. Denver 31, Atlanta 30. My bad for selling the bag on that first set of that. My hands panicked. I couldn't find my, my notes. And, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to move on. All good. <laughs> Another good segment right there. Yes, sir. All uh, right. Uh, what we got next? Takeaways? Yeah, we got to get into some takeaways. Um, so it was a hell of a week for one-win teams. Uh, true, we had true. We had the Vikings, we had the Bengals, and we had the Falcons all coming out and, like, getting pretty big upsets, yeah. honestly, because the, the Packers uh, throttled the Vikings week one. Yep. So we had, like, I know you and I both were, like, they're going to they're gonna do the same yeah. thing. We had all the, the fantasy guys in yep. our lineups this week from Green Bay. And they choked. Yeah. They were soft. Couldn't stop Dalvin Cook for anything. He, no. he, that was one of the best games for a running back that I've ever seen. Oh, my God. He dominated. It looked like Derrick Henry high school highlights. Yeah. It was uh, horrendous. Have you seen some of Derrick Henry's stats in high school? Yes. It was stupid. Oh, my God. Stupid. If you if you haven't seen that, look up Derrick Henry in high school. It's probably the craziest thing you'll ever see. Definitely. But, yeah, um, no. Packers, they were terrible. Yeah. There's no, no denying that. I can't even defend them. Yeah, they were they were softer than uh, baby back uh, baby's back end. I can't. <laughs> I would I would say that they were they were soft. I like baby food honestly. Yeah, baby yeah. food. I, I'll go baby food. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That they were horrific. They couldn't. They every time that Dalvin Cook came at them full speed, they were like, all right, you can go ahead, Matador. Can't take. That's what they can't tackle. So that's why I wanted them to make a move. I wasn't even like Wolf. I wanted them to get Wolf full at the draft, at the deadline, mm-hmm. but I wanted them to get somebody on defense that can tackle. They lost Blake Martinez from last year, who was first or second best tackler last couple of years. Was he traded or did he, he sign with the Giants? Signed with the Giants. He went there willingly. They let him go. They let him go. But so well, they signed. They signed him pretty good money, but yeah, still. But still, that's a questionable life yeah. decision. Yeah. Next. <laughs> no, but no, I mean, but the Bengals though. Against the tit- Titans have lost two straight. Like, what, what's the deal with them? I don't know. I had the Titans as potential, like coming out of the AFC. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, following the Bills game, because right. I thought they they looked amazing and they looked. I I don't understand what's going on with their defense. 
Their def- they had what did they bring in Jadavion Clowney in? Uh, yeah, I don't that, understand. Is he in a sack this year? I don't know. I haven't heard his name one time. Yep. And their their front seven has been terrible, and their secondary has been and with the exception of like Malcolm Butler, yeah. who always does what like he's, he's supposed he's to do. Enough, yeah. yeah. So like I I don't understand why they're so bad. And they have all the same guys. I was just talking about this last week. They have all the same guys. Yeah. So I just don't. And Mike Vrabel is a defensive guy. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Know. I mean, Mike Vrabel did did play both sides of the ball. Yeah, he did play both sides of the ball. I think he tried to do another genius coaching move this week. Didn't he take? He purposely take a safety. Is that something that I heard? Oh, I don't know. I I heard I heard that he purposely took a safety. I I I no, remember no two weeks ago he pushed out and uh, um and did the purpose twelve man. Flag oh, okay. to save time. I don't know if he did the same. That sounds crazy. I didn't crazy, see that. I, I can't imagine. Come on, you're gonna give your team a sit. What does that do to help? I think it, he knew that it was like I think it was third down, and he just had that because they they wanted the because he knew that he was gonna give Joe Burrow the ball in the middle of the field, so he was just like field position game. I guess I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Okay. But, um, the, Interesting. Yikes. I, Mike Rabel might be smarter than all of us. Yeah. Um, I mean, does have an NFL coaching job, so yeah. might as well. Um, um, I, got, I got one question for you, though. Are the Steelers the best team in the league? Only I, undefeated team. Do you think they're – I think I still have trouble saying they're the best, even though they're the only undefeated team. I still am taking the Chiefs, I'd say. But I, but I, you can't deny them. No, they're, they're definitely top two. I just have a really hard time putting them – over the Chiefs, yeah, just because they haven't they haven't really missed a beat, with yep. the exception of the Raiders, Raiders game, which was kind of a fluky game. Right. Like the Raiders, I the think the Raiders, game. the Ra- uh, the Raiders beat them rather than Casey lost that game because the Raiders yep. played really well and Casey put up thirty points. Yeah, so I mean, I, what else yeah. do you want? Yeah, no, I yeah, I think Chiefs are the best team in the league, but yeah, I mean, you ha- you pretty much have to say the number two, the the Steelers. Yeah, it, their defense is great. If Big Ben starts playing a little better. And they keep winning more games. They, yeah, you can definitely say they're the best team in the league. See, it's such a. It must be such a luxury to have your your biggest like flaw be an established quarterback, yeah. a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, like uh, James. I mean, James Conner could be that too, but yeah. James. No, he's, he's playing really yeah, he's well. Playing so well, I, yeah. I, it's just more of a question mark yeah. type of thing because we had the last year instant. Right. But um, no, but he's playing well. The receivers are playing well. The receivers are. That receiving staff is gross. Probably probably the best. They have three of the best in the game, like in terms of receiver depth, I've said. Yeah. Receiver depth. Outside the Buccaneers, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it would go, probably go Chiefs, Bucks. Seahawks? With Lockett and Metcalf? But then it's just those two guys. They, I mean, they're two, they're they're two really good guys, yeah. but uh, Pittsburgh has four guys. Yeah. So I, I would say I would say they're probably third right below the Bucks. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have a hard time putting them over. Yeah, so, so do I. That was just something coming because they're undefeated, so you got to give them credit. Right. Um, I got to get to my weekly cam defense, though. Okay, yeah. Because I can't. That poor guy. I, he gets under so much fire, and it's none of it's his fault. He's totally, like, there was no one. I've never seen any any less like relevant receivers in my entire life. He has, again, he has no skills positions to work with. His running back by committee thing. I mean, Damian Harris had a good week last week. Well, and he, they, he actually Cam, has been playing well, yeah. He, yeah, Damian Harris had a couple good games. But Cam has been putting them in positions to win. Like, he put them in a position to win that game. Against the Bills. And Yeah, against the Bills. And he did the same thing against Seattle. So, he's had right. he's had glimpses of, like, a great quarterback. But the last play, I can't stress this enough. They were on their 20 or the opponent's 20. Some Yeah, it seems about It was right. a chip shot field goal. And he fumbled on, like, the 11. Yeah. But 
if you're if you have no intention of trying to score the ball there and you're just getting insurance yards, yeah. hand the ball off to the running backs that are supposed to run. Supposed the ball. to him, yeah. Because that's a good point. Yeah, QBs are more vulnerable to fumble the ball than yeah. people that are paid to run the ball all the time. I do, yeah. Um, so there's that, and if you're not going to take that route, take shots at the end zone and try to win the game, Bill. Well, how, and stop being passive. How much time? How, there yeah. was uh, was it under a minute, or was it, it was way under a minute? Yeah. It was like 30, 35 seconds. Was it really something like that? It was low. It was low. So they were gonna they were gonna run and then call a timeout. Kick it, or I think I they were. The I, I think the plan was to run and then probably run again, and then call the timeout and kick the field goal because they show clearly with that running play they had no intention of taking a shot at the end zone, yeah. which doesn't make an ounce of sense if you're already in chip right, shot. Right if now. it was like if it was in the ten yard line, maybe I get that because because Cam could give you ten yards, but yeah. that could give you a 20, 25 yard run. Yeah, and there was no reason to to put him in the position, yeah. especially if he gets hurt in that situation where he doesn't really need to be carrying the ball there when you could just. If you're looking to get looking to get insurance yards, yeah, give to Damian Damian Harris who had 100 plus yards. Yeah, he had a 105 yard game. Like I don't I don't understand the logic there. Like yeah. I understand that Cam is your best player on your team and you want to put the ball in his hands. But if you want to put the ball in his hands, have him throw the ball. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't need to run there. Right. So that yeah, that's my weekly my weekly Cam defense. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I feel for that guy because they look great in the first two weeks. Yeah. He looks great. And then they uh, wow they've gone downhill. Yeah. They two got, and five right. Two and five, yep. And yeah. they've just gotten passive, passive, and more passive. Yeah. And it's just annoying because they like Cam is doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Obviously, the San Francisco game is the exception because he wasn't. Right. He was he was bad in San Francisco. Yeah, I'll bad. give you guys that. That was what you can't really defend him. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah. I I can't. Yeah. I can't. But, but again, can, you gotta give him some. They, why didn't they make a deal at, at the deadline? Give him because Edelman's out. He was your only relevant player. Yeah, you had you had probably three teams that should have made a move. Yeah, the Cowboys, the Pats, and the Eagles. I yeah. would say, and then maybe the Packers. Yeah, because the Packers could probably live without one, right. but it would have added just that much more if they would have got right. one. But they those three teams are in playoff races and yeah. are in desperate, desperate need of help. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you want to go our uh, pickums? Yep. Let's get into it. All right, so uh, we so we had our Thursday night game the other day, so we we can't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, go Packers though, uh, but but Seahawks Bills, great matchup right there. I'm hoping Josh Allen can get back on track because I li- I like seeing him as a player, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna take the Seahawks here. See, I took I took Buffalo. Did would, you really? I did. I wow. would call this game a must win for the Bills because if they don't win this game, then there's not really a lot of hope from them because they don't they kind of have like an easy slate. They have a bunch of they have another matchup with the Dolphins, another matchup with the um, Pats. Um, and they got relatively an easy schedule moving forward. So if they when they make the playoffs, because they're probably more likely they're not going to win the division, yeah. they ha- they have to prove to us that they can beat good teams. Right. And they got throttled by the Titans. They got throttled by the Chiefs. And this is their one chance with Seattle's very sus defense yeah. to really take advantage of a good team. Right. Seattle. Yeah. Seattle's defense has what what happened to them? Like the Legion of Boom. <laughs> yeah. They. Yeah, it's it's rough over there for their for their defense right yeah. now. They're another team that can't stop the run. Yeah, they just kind of yeah. Um, them and the Packers, they just try to outscore each other. Exactly, exactly. But at, at some point, you have to get uh, a signature win for them. Uh, also, the Seahawks are uh, favored minus three, and the over under is fifty five. So I, I like yeah. the Bills here with the points, and I think that this game was going to be points, points, and more points. Yeah. Just because no, I definitely both like defenses are terrible. I like that over. Yeah, yeah. especially because I. I I think Josh Allen. I think he's gonna get back on track. Back to back two kind of subpar weeks. Yeah. But uh, so actually, I mean, Stephon Diggs. Give him Stephon Diggs. 
Mm-hmm. He's been an animal for him. Just keep throwing to him. Exactly. Uh, another game we got, another interesting game here, uh, the Dolphins-Cardinals. Tua really didn't have to do much last week because that, that was a weird game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they had a fumble return, game. kick return. They had the, the Rams had like 400-plus. They had more yards than them, more oh, everything. Yeah. I think they only had 195 yards yeah. total offense. Yeah. And they, uh, they had a fumble within their own 10, which yeah. gave, them, gave them an opportunity to get Tua his first, first touchdown. I saw that, yeah. So, but I don't think Tua eclipsed 100 yards. I don't think he did, yeah. But, yeah, that offense didn't look that great. Yeah. But – I took the Cardinals, uh, their favorite minus four and a half, uh, over under is 48 and a half. Uh, I would take the Cardinals money line here yeah. just because I, I don't I think they'll beat them by more, at least a touchdown. Yeah. So. Just their, their, Miami's defense has proven to be, they're getting there. They're yeah. getting there. And, um, what about the over? I, 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 don't, I don't like that. I don't like it either, but yeah. just because, uh, there's no shot that the defense and special teams contributes as much as they did last right. week. And yeah, Joe's like offense that. does not look good. No, I, I wasn't huge. I wasn't big on that offense yeah. at all. Unless it's like a, you said forty eight. Uh, yeah, 48, 48 and a half. Like, I mean, I could see the Cardinals putting up thirty plus points. No, yeah, I could definitely see the Cardinals because Cardinals their firepower on offense is yeah. incredible. But it, it, you have to get both sides right. in, uh, of production there on the yeah. offensive end, uh, and I just don't think I don't think Tua yeah. has that. No, I can't see that either. Uh, mm. Another good uh, matchup here: the Bears Titans. Who do you got? Who do you got? I got uh, Titans, uh, but I'll take the money line here, and I'll also take the under. Um, both these teams have been incredibly flat two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, but before those two weeks, the Titan looks like I said the Titans look like a legit threat. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what Titans team feels like showing up. Yeah, no, I got the Titans here. I think it's gonna be a Derrick Henry type game. Just let him run. Uh, what's the uh, what's the, the over under is forty seven. Mm-hmm. Like I, the Bears off, uh, the offense Knicks- has been horrendous. They might even go back to uh, – I don't know what the hell – like Nick Foles. Because they were talking about the last game, like, oh, like Mr. Trubisky's like, oh, give me another chance, blah, blah, blah. But I don't see that. Yeah, I don't – either way, you're going to have a bad quarterback yeah. at the helm. So, like, if they had a better quarterback, they could be dangerous, the Bears. I feel so bad for Allen Robinson. He stormed off and went into the locker room during that. the game. Like, yeah, just because he's – when he's healthy, he's a very good receiver. Yeah. I, saw, um, I saw also a highlight of Darnell Mooney. Their oh. their slot receiver yes. he was cooking routes and the balls were like ten yards. I saw him. that same thing. He could have had every play of that was like four different plays that could have been four different touchdowns for him in this year. And he was he was destroying these guys with his route running. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a product of the O line or it just shows how bad the quarterback play is. But either yeah. way, that is disappointing beyond belief. I did see. That. I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Uh, another good record record wise games the the Ravens and Colts. This is an interesting game because the Colts have the best defense in the league. Ravens have been not good for for a team that is as good as they should be. Right. What do you got? Um, so the Ravens are favored minus one and a half. I would take that all day. I think that if they're going to win, it's probably going to be more than like th- or at least three. Yeah. So that's an easy take. The over-under is 49, and I'm kind of tentative towards that because the Colts, I you don't like know that. what the Colts offense is going to bring week yeah. to week. And um, if Lamar isn't being the dual-threat QB that we knew as the MVP – they're not really scoring a lot either, so I don't I don't love that. But um, well, who, fact, who do you got winning? Yeah, I got I got the Ravens. I okay. got the Ravens, and I got them with the points. Um, the fact that these teams are even comparable though is beyond me. Yeah. I mean the Colts, their defense has been the number one defense in the league, and that's kind of what's been hanging. Bill Rivers has been another guy that's been just been good enough to yeah. win games. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see it, like how they. I think at one point, if they start losing, like if they lose two or three straight. 
I think you have to go to Jacoby Brissett to get you through to the playoffs. Mm, I don't see him doing that. I don't just because Philip Rivers is the type of guy he is. He's I'd rather have Rivers than Jacoby Brissett. See, I I mean he's a proven court not per se in the playoffs. Yeah. But I'd still I'd still get my chance for for a perennial Hall of Famer. I don't know if he's a true Hall of Famer. It's he's up in the air. He's definitely lost his way. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think that if you get on like a cold streak and you need a game. I would mm. rather have Jacoby for something. I wouldn't like. I, I could see that, but I don't. I don't think that's happening. I. I, I don't know. I. I don't think honestly. Yeah, probably. Probably not. But I think they should. Okay. Just at the very least, just because Philip Rivers gave them a reputation in, in San Diego of being like the Falcons. Yeah. All right. Let's hit these last two: Sunday night and Monday night. Sunday night, Saints Bucks. Mm. That's gonna be a good game. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Buccaneers in that one. See, mm. I took the Saints. Yeah. If Michael Thomas is playing, which it looks like he he's yeah. supposed to. I think he is. So um, I took the, the Saints, I took the points, and I took the under. Okay. Or, yeah, the under. Got it. And then uh, the Monday night game, this is this is terrible. The Patriots and Jets. Yeah, I took the Pats with the points, but this game screams under. But, yeah, I don't care about this game. This game yeah. sucks. All right. And then we got for the, the against the spreads part quickly here. Um, this is a cool thing we had. Just kind of taken against the, the spread. So what do you got with yours? I got the Bills. Uh, the Bills plus three. Uh, Seattle is only two weeks removed from a Cardinals loss, and I would argue that the Bills are a far better team. And they're 10 and four, 10 and four against the spread with both teams that have equal amount of rest Yeah. in so, the past two years. Yep. I'm going to take the Saints in mind, but let's go. What do, you, what do you want to do here? You want to go into our little kind of parlay thing that we talked about real quick? Yeah. Um, so I think the, the parlay to take this weekend is the, the Ravens. The Cardinals and the under on Monday Night Football. I think all of those are pretty good bets, and that will probably win you a good amount of money if you. Yeah, do. I would definitely say that Monday Night game we didn't talk about because it's it's not a good game. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Jets are in prime time is crazy, but I like that a lot. Yeah. So so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that seems good. So thank you for listening. Happy one.